the German Synod is an ongoing dumpster fire of heresy. The outlandish requests and temper tantrums of the German bishops have become so frequent, they have really become almost boring to talk about. Oh, the German bishops want to throw out sacred scripture in favor of James Martin's favorite sin and possible pastime being accepted by the church. All right, what's new? That's kind of our typical reaction these days to that kind of news, but underlying those errors is a condemned heresy we don't talk about often enough. And that heresy is rejecting the inerrancy of sacred scripture. If you affirm that the Bible contains errors, you've excommunicated yourself automatically. That's the law of the church. This is a heresy many bishops and priests are guilty of, and yet no one enforces it, of course, likely because the powers that be in Rome agree with them. I have an example for you of this today that is so egregious that in better times, the theologian making the argument you're about to see would have been silenced by Rome for his depravity. And if he was a Protestant, even his Protestant peers would have silenced him. But instead, he's got an honored spot in German theological discourse. And his teacher is one of the most infamous Vatican II teachers of all. Our story comes today from the German Catholic news site called domradio.de, and they give us this headline. Massive clericalism favored. The theologian Hermann Herring holds the Christian doctrine of original sin responsible for many misguided developments in the church. For example, teaching in Catholicism encouraged massive clericalism, he explained. Okay, so... Part of Francis's false gospel is the constant droning on about clericalism, which states that priests are set apart from the rest of us and should be afforded some respect that signifies this separation. That's kind of the church's way of understanding our relationship to priests, or what it should be, since they're not supposed to be our buddies. It's been like that since going back to antiquity. And the modernists have rejected that. But notice that the theologian actually is rejecting the church's teaching on original sin. That's obviously heresy. What's the point of the faith the church is teaching on the most basic claim of Christianity is wrong? So let's get a closer look. So from that German article, quote, In simplified terms, a doctrine says that every human being, as a descendant of Adam and Eve, is burdened by original sin from birth. In an article for the magazine Christ in De Gegenwart, Herring writes that the Catholic Church is also shaped by this dark, traumatizing image of man. The belief in original sin led to a general fear of freedom in the world, to fear of independence and autonomy, and finally to phobia of acts of the flesh and enmity of women. In Catholicism, the doctrine encouraged massive clericalism because an elite had become necessary to med mediate grace to people by virtue of office. Hello, Luther. It's, an important, it's important to overcome the original sin syndrome, which is still deeply rooted in traditions, liturgy, church hymns, and prayers, says Herring. Herring blames the Apostle Paul and the Church Father Augustine for the undesirable developments. According to the former theology professor, the starting point of the Christian image of man must be undiminished freedom. The, decision, the, the decisive motive for saying goodbye to te this teaching is the liberating and sol solidary image of man that the story of Jesus of Nazareth reminds us of. If the churches do not change their teaching, their decline in importance will be even more dramatic. End quote. The world will reject us if we don't reject original sin. Yeah. But that's the whole article. It's very short, but gets the point. This supposed theologian rejects the most basic Christian dogma of all dogmas, the one that necessitated the incarnation of our blessed Lord in the first place. Without original sin, the entirety of Christianity loses its coherence. 
This statement by this theologian reeks of Pelagianism. The heretic Pelagius in ancient times rejected original sin in all its forms. The British monk Pelagius rejected all notions of original sin and considered every person as having Adam's full moral choice of will. So Pelagius's error was. According to him, the fall did not happen at the beginning, but is repeated in every human sin. It's only through the incarnation and our cooperation, of course, with Christ's sacrificial grace through the sacraments, that we overcome original sin. That's the church's response to Pelagius' error. Christ's redemptive sacrifice was to overcome the stain of original sin. Do you see the problem with Pelagianism here? Because that's what this theologian is. He's a Pelagian. Certainly this neo-Protestant theologian isn't the first to say such heretical things. The church is full of these heretics and mitres who push what an Info Vaticana article describes as making the church mundane. That may not be the clearest way of describing it for many of you, so here's what that means. Once you empty the church of its concerns for original sin and its remedies for combating original sin, and you, you empty it of concerns about the four last things and replace the concerns of the church with the concerns of the world, all we're truly left with is a social services organization, one that is only concerned about social woes. And what social woes is the church concerned with? Typically all the worst topics the world is trying to force down our throats at any given time. That Info Vaticana article makes a good explanation here. Quote, Faced with the cardinals, bishops, and priests who are dedicated to guarding, defending, and promulgating the faith as they received it, we find another small group with increasing strength within the church. They are those who have their churches empty, without vocations, and disoriented. Instead of talking about God, they prefer to talk about issues of the flesh, uh, the James Martin sin, celibacy, the ordination of women, etc. Faced with the problems they face, they promote easy and wrong recipes. They are those who follow the saying that says, if you can't beat them, join them. They are those who prefer to mold the teachings of the church to worldly proposals, to place a small but noisy group as Cardinal Willet reproach the German bishops. They have substituted worldly ideologies for the commandments, tradition, and the catechism. Under the pretext of wanting to bring the church closer to those who are far away, they end up distancing themselves from the church because what they perhaps forget is that the church will always prevail, despite the human errors of those who make up the church and we make up the church. Therefore, in this situation, there is no room for half measures. What is at stake is the future of the church model that we want. Facing the model of the worldly church, concerned only with ecological aspects or social assistance, is the model of the traditional church as the way and source of life and salvation for all men, end quote. In other words, we're faced with two choices, the Catholic church or the ape of the church. I ask you again, what is Christianity without original sin? It is something incoherent. Remove original sin, and what you get is a faith reduced to some kind of community-based individualistic gathering where we kind of talk about Christ a little bit, and usually as an enlightened philosopher, talk about social programs a lot, all of it set to bad music and a few rituals that make literally no sense in the context of addressing social programs. What is lost is that intimacy with God, the need for a relationship with Christ in the first place, and any semblance of the faith at all. What's left is something that makes no sense, which drives people away from the faith. After all, if you're just worried about dealing with social woes, there are more efficient ways of doing it than getting up on a Sunday morning to partake in rituals that would be otherwise meaningless. Now, Cardinal Robert Straw has a new book out, Catechism of the Spiritual Life, and here he gives an interview 
to the National Catholic Register, where he talks about the need for his new book, but in so doing gives us insight into why we need to reject the modernists and their errors that we were just talking about. The ills he describes are the effects of secularizing the Catholic Church, emptying it of its divine content. And that's been the program the modernists have been running on the Church for several decades now. On the why his work is needed in our time, Cardinal Seurat states, quote, Well, God has been forgotten in modern society. We all live as if God doesn't exist. Confusion reigns everywhere. Too many would reduce our lives, the very meaning of our lives, to absolute individualism and the pursuit of fleeting pleasures. In this situation, then, we require a retreat from the world, withdrawal into the desert, where we can relearn the fundamentals, the basics, monotheism, the revelation of Jesus Christ, us and God, his word, our sin, our dependence and need of his mercy. Through his church of him and the sacraments, God guides us into an ever deeper relationship with him. And we all have a need to reacquaint ourselves with his profound gift from him, which is his love from him. So we need a catechism because we need to approach closer and closer to God. We enter into spiritual life by following Christ. He turns us towards himself by his grace of him. We are led by him. And like the Hebrews, he leads us into the desert. There is a characteristic of spiritual life. There is no illusion of self-sufficiency, no false sense of security. We are justified only by Christ. We depend on him. He is our rock, and the word of God is our firm foundation. This is another characteristic of spiritual life. Worldly life is built on sand. Without God's word, people can think that they live an upright life, but it's illusory. The principles and values of moral law meet and find their reconciliation only in Christ. Human reason requires God's help. Without God, we cannot live any just life, any vital life. We need God. End quote. We are given two choices. Follow those who want to secularize our faith and thus abandon the faith, or we can choose to go deeper. I choose to go deeper, to wrestle with sin and turn to Christ as the only remedy for sin, through the graces given by his only church and the sacraments therein. But the other option is, of course, tempting for all too many people, made all the more tempting by theologians and bishops who reject the very notion of sin itself. In Advent, we should be reflecting on the sins that dominate our lives in relation to the incarnation of our blessed Lord and the entire purpose of the incarnation in the first place. In many ways, Advent is the beginning of the journey to Easter, hence why Advent is the beginning of the liturgical year. We should reflect on those sins that hold us back from achieving sanctity, we should be making more frequent use of the sacrament of penance by going to confession regularly if we're not doing so already, and all too many of us don't go all that often. The church typically recommends at least once a month, but better once every other week or even weekly if you can. We should be receiving the Eucharist more frequently, daily if possible, praying more and more for our enemies when we all fail to do that. So few of us even try, though, largely because the hierarchy of the church never asks us to really wrestle with sin anymore. Instead, we're told to stop being so rigid in the face of sin. It's truly a sad state of affairs. But what do you think about this story? Is that bishop a heretic of the worst kind who has deeply influenced the church and the German synod? It's Cardinal Seurat on the money. Let me know in the comments what you thought of all this. Please like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As to sharing this on social media. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.